Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Authentic Heart and Soul, the podcast where we dive into the innate spiritual nature of life, this earthly sojourn in life, and what I call the journey of ascension, the journey from God back to God, from source back to source, from truth back to truth. This journey that we're on in this life is really a journey for our souls. It's a journey for us to ascend in terms of our soul's experience and our remembrance of the Creator, to really just make the best of it. And today, I'm excited because we're going to talk about how to make the best of working together. And we all know that we need to work together. We have to. We are social beings. We are beings who are designed to work together. And together, collectively, the team works in harmony when it's right. And when it's not right, it doesn't work. And today I'm going to talk with someone who's going to shed some light on how to work smarter, how to work collaboratively in a way that produces beautiful results. Dr. Davia H. Shepard is an international speaker, best-selling author, certified retreat leader, and recovering researcher. She celebrates almost two decades of experience working in various areas of healthcare. At her intuitive core, Davia has always felt that when we all pull together, we can achieve unbelievably amazing results. Whether we are talking about health, relationships, finances, or even our careers, her focus, especially in this time, is to connect us with each other and with our true inner amazing selves so that we may live the lives we have the potential for. Her new book, Grow Smarter, Collaboration Secrets to Transform Your Income and Impact, is focused on providing us with a framework for using the power of collaboration with fellow entrepreneurs to grow our businesses even during unusual times. Dr. Davia Shepard is a friend of mine, an amazing person. I call her superwoman because she does so many wonderful things and she does it, it seems effortlessly and with so many people that I think she's the perfect person to write this book because I'm sure she has seen the inner workings of collaborations when they work and when they don't work and how to pull the best out of it. And I'm sure that that's what we're gonna talk about today. Welcome, Dr. Davia. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much, Akanke, for having me on your show. Let's just get right to it. Why did you write this book, Grow Smarter? This book perhaps has been a long time coming because growing smarter is really at the core of what I believe to be true. I truly do believe and I have seen in so many different areas of my life where collaboration is really the key to success. However, during the last year that we've had, I have had the opportunity to have many, many conversations with women who are part of a women's group that I host called Ladies Power Lunch. And I've really had an opportunity to talk to them about some of the struggles that they have been having in their businesses. And one of the things that could solve and has solved so many of the issues that a lot of these amazing entrepreneurs have been having over the past year has really been the power of pulling together, especially in times of adversity. So the timing of this book, I think, came as a result of just all the questions and concerns that our community was bringing during this time. So collaborating and the need for collaboration has existed since the beginning of time. We are social beings. And as you said, as I read in your bio, whether it's in relationships, whether it's with wellness, what it, there's the need to find ways to interact, preferably harmoniously with others so that we can help each other meet higher objectives. I believe that we are here to ascend. There's something uniquely within each one of us that the creator wants us to actualize. And we cannot do this in a vacuum by ourselves alone. We have to reach out to others and the creator sends us blessings through other people. The question then becomes, how do we 
recognize that? How do we create powerful, productive collaborations so that we can live into our divine purpose? How do we create and how do we know when it's right, when it's time to collaborate? Because there are also times, if you can shed some light on this, I believe there obviously are also times when we have to work alone. We have to sort of hibernate and get clear on what we're supposed to do or germinate what we're working on and then give birth to it and invite others to collaborate. What are your thoughts about the need to incubate and then the need to collaborate? And how do you know when it's time? I absolutely adore that question, Akanke, because it speaks to the heart of what Grow Smarter is all about. And Grow Smarter is not just the name of a book. I believe it's the beginning of a movement. It's bringing us back to what you're talking about, bringing us back to this idea that we are social and that we are intended to be puzzle pieces and that we're intended to work together and that it is when we do work together that the amazing success we think we've seen success we haven't seen anything yet because when we bring collaboration into the mix when you get that one plus one is greater than two taking place then you see outstanding results that you probably wouldn't have seen with just the one but you're right collaboration has to be aligned and it has to be intentional when we approach collaboration in this way that's when we see the success and so that's one of the reasons why it was important to really go a little bit deeper into the idea of collaboration by going into this book the paradigm that we've all been taught and it's nobody's fault it's been coming through the ages we've been taught if we're going to be successful at anything we've been taught it when we were playing team sports we were taught it when we were in school and we had to get good grades it's crushed the competition that's what we've been taught Mm -hmm. who hasn't heard that one but the truth is Competition is just a construct in our minds. It's not a real thing. And so if we can put that aside for a moment and embrace a new paradigm, a paradigm of growing smarter together, then I think that's really where we will meet our sweet spot. And so the Grow Smarter paradigm has five pillars and The first two, I believe, are a great opportunity for us to really connect with our beingness. Step one, or pillar number one, is to ask. And it's not me sending you out a conke to go ask somebody to collaborate with you. It has nothing to do with that at all. It's actually all about that incubation period, that period where you go within, where you create spaciousness for clarity to flow through. And this is when you find out what do you want from a collaboration? What does collaboration even mean to you? This is the time when And I mean, this is my belief. I don't necessarily want to push that onto anybody, but this is the time when if you have an idea of spirit, this is your time to commune with spirit, to really get grounded in contemplation about what it is that this collaboration would be able to look like. So yes, the the short answer to your question is yes, There are different things that you have to do during a collaboration. And the first thing you have to do is you have to incubate. You have to go within. Mm -hmm. Well, on this show, you can push forward the idea of spirit and asking spirit and relying on that because we believe that life is a spiritual nature and there's a divine source that's guiding us through this life and everything is prescriptive. So even in the sense that when we're incubating and when it's time to come out of incubation and do the work, 
even there's guidance that's of a spiritual nature to guide this work. Again, keeping in mind that we're speaking to people who are striving to live their divine purpose. And that's a very guided process. Absolutely. Process where there's a deep yearning that has been, you know, breathed into us or planted into us that's unique for each one of us. And we have to ask, what is that? We have to get clear, as you were saying, what is that? And how do I manifest that? So one of the things that I want to unpack a little bit more is that you said competition is not a real thing. Can you speak a little bit more about that? I would love to so very much. You know, in our book, Grow Smarter, I talk a little bit about how we really, really do have it ingrained in us that we have to beat the competition. Even as women, sorry to say, but we've been taught to compete with each other. Uh, I mentioned in the book about the Highlander and how there can only be one. You know, we, we every turn, it's insidious. It is there saying to us that we have to struggle and strive and push and it has to be difficult. However, what I do know is that we're all so unique. I remember one of my very dear friends, brilliant woman, her degrees from Harvard in creative writing, and she is a writing coach. She helps authors who are writing to be excellent. And I remember her saying to me once, how dare you not write your book? Because the fact of the matter is you have something to share. And yes, there are millions of books out there, but your unique perspective is being awaited by people out there who connect with your unique perspective. So this is not to say that there's never been a book written about collaboration before. Of course there's been, but there is no competition because there are people for whom this will ring the most true right and people who've been waiting for that absolutely and what i hear in that there's a factor of trusting that the divine inspiration that came through you to write this book or to start this project or to start this business is the same source that's going to create the flow of business to you because the divine source already knows there's a need for it. So there's no need to be afraid of the competition if you are focused on the divine inspiration and following that through until the goal is reached and being clear about the goal that is is attainable and is to be reached. Even if you don't know all the stairs on the staircase, you can see the first one, you take that first step and then it will be revealed. I really do think it's a process to eliminate that competition or the illusion of competition is to get in touch with trusting source and sticking with the divine inspiration and knowing that you are divinely inspired differently from anyone else. That's something to celebrate. Yeah. I, I, I can give you an example, Akanke, and this example will make perfect sense for everyone. When I just started in practice, I started as an associate in our private practice and upstairs there's an internist and a cardiologist and physical therapist. And we're in a building full of physicians. And there are also physicians in my practice who do exactly the same thing that I do. And my, my dear friend, she's an OBGYN. She said to me, don't worry about getting patients because the right kind of patients are going to come to you. And she pointed to her waiting room because I was in her office sitting down, you know, talking as friends. And she pointed to her waiting room and she said to me, look in the waiting room. I bet you can tell which patients are mine and which patients are my partners. And so I know these two people very well. And I know my girlfriend, she's a no nonsense kind of girl. She's the kind of girl who you get in, you get your appointment, you get out. And then I know her partner and he is very expansive and he will have a conversation with a patient for hours while his waiting room is 
getting jam-packed. And I could look and I could tell who his patients were and who hers were. You know, I could tell her patients were the ladies who they're ready to get back to work. And I could tell that his patients are a little bit more in the relaxed category. I could tell who the patients belong to. And this doesn't mean that she was a better OB than her partner. It just means that the types of people who want to be seen by her are going to be different from the types of people who want to be seen by him. And that's why there's something for everyone. In our Ladies Power Lunch group, somebody came to me and said, um, you know, I don't know if this is a, an appropriate group for me because there are like 500 coaches in this group and I am a coach. And I was really happy to have this conversation with her because there's 7.7 billion people in the world. A billion with a B, Akanke. I have a feeling that 500 is not enough coaches in the group. I feel like we need to get a few more because there's so many people out there who need to be served. And so there is no shortage of clients except for the barriers that we place in our minds. Yes, those self-limiting beliefs about abundance and about what is coming to us is already destined for us and nothing that is not intended for us will not get to us. It's again about trusting in the divine source and in that abundance. So you talked about having collaborations that are aligned and intentional. Yes. Say more about that and then tell us about those pillars. You gave us the first pillar, which, which was to ask. I want to know about those other pillars as well. But first, can you just help us to unpack what it means to be aligned and intentional? This is, this is an outstanding question because... Everybody who has ever entered into a collaboration at some point has had one that has not gone well, that has not been successful, that might not have been the best idea. I mean, if you can't think of one, I would invite you to think back to school days when we had to do group projects, right? And there was always somebody who wasn't pulling their weight and there was always somebody who was doing too much. I tended to fall into that second category. What I have discovered over the years doing collaboration is a very dear part of me. It's always been a part of me. Writing this book is just, it really flowed through quite naturally because it's not just something that I talk about. It's something that I live. And it seems as though I've been living this since I was a child. What I can tell you is that there are things that masquerade as collaborations mm -hmm. that are not at all collaborations. They fall in a completely different category. And in the book, I talk about parasitism. Mm -hmm. it, a, lot of, a lot of times people are entering into things that they think are collaborative situations but if there isn't intention for everybody to succeed if there isn't that specific intention set at the very beginning then it can go off the rails very quickly and if there isn't alignment alignment certainly within ourselves but also alignment with each other as collaboration partners then that's another opportunity for collaboration gone wrong. So when it's time to collaborate, the process after we've hibernated and incubated and, and come out into the open to begin to collaborate, we wanna create alignment and intentionality. How do we attract or find or invite the collaborative partners or the potential prospective partners into a conversation in your book, you have a lot of, you know, deep thinking, reflective questions and meditations. Why did you include that in your book? I included those because there is, there's really an opportunity for us to spend some time going within on Getting all clear. of this. The fact of the matter is we forget, or maybe we don't, I don't know. 
I forget sometimes that I have an amazing collaboration partner who's with me all the time, 24 seven spirit. Yes. Right. And so I have the opportunity to spend time in contemplation, therefore, including the meditations and the review questions as part of each chapter. It's really just sort of like a check in at every step of the way to make sure that we are on the right track. That really um, feels like your way of being making sure your readers are in alignment and are intentional about what they want to create, making sure they understand this process of collaboration takes deep reflection and understanding about who we are so that when we come to the table, we come with our whole selves, with clarity and with that, and, and then we attract what is good for us. One thing that I think is very important is for us to know who we are ourselves and to fully embrace that so that when we come to the table with other people, we're not pretending to be someone else that we are not. And when we do that, we're playing with the full deck. We're showing our cards and we're giving other people permission, hopefully, to do the same thing. When we don't come to the table clear about who we are and what we want and what we can contribute and what our purpose is, we're playing with half a deck. We're not showing up with integrity, with authenticity. And I think what we're saying here is that the first important thing is to show up genuinely with authenticity, clarity, and that brings the alignment and the intentionality. And that is the first important ingredient to having something that's real, because that also gives you the power and the gift or the skill to be able to see when something is not aligned with you. When you know what you're about, you also know what complements that, what you need, what supports you and what you can dance with, like you're giving and they're giving. It helps you to know what you need as well. It helps you to, that authenticity helps you to get clear about what you need and what you're bringing. Do you absolutely. Agree? I absolutely agree. I think step one, you can't, jump over it. You can't go ahead and come back to it. You kind of have to start there. You have to start by giving yourself that spaciousness and allowing for time for contemplation, for getting to know yourself. Because if you don't know who you are mm -hmm. and what your goals are, what your desires are, if you don't know this, then you are going to be perhaps the weakest link in the collaboration, and then also getting clear about whether or not you even want a collaboration, mm -hmm. whether or not this project was intended for you, or if it was an idea for somebody else. Sometimes that happens. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a wonderful thing to be a channel for amazing gifts to come into the world. And sometimes it doesn't mean that you have to be the executor and sometimes we can get a little bit confused if we don't take time to get clear. Mm -hmm. And you you talk about um, examples of um, from small businesses to big corporations of how collaborations, positive, good and bad. So um, can you help us to understand examples or how we can, as entrepreneurs, see other examples that have worked in the world of how collaboration works well? Something that comes to mind immediately is one of the interviews that I had with another dear friend of ours, Darla Ledoux, and she talked a bit about collaborations gone wild, you know, ones that just did not go well. Yeah. I, I thought this was one of the best, best, best conversations that I had while we were preparing for writing this book because... One of the things that happened with me when I was back in college is that I was very, very interested in getting good grades. That was very important to me. And so when we would get group projects, what would happen is I would very quickly become the group leader and I would take over the project and just get it done because 
I never felt confident. I never felt as though I could rely on these other people mm-hmm. <laughs> to do their part. Mm-hmm. Well, so I know, I know this, this idea very, very well. Mm-hmm. What Darla shared with us is that she had a group, a tour going to different areas of the United States where she would work in collaboration with another coach and they would put on an event in that particular city. Mm-hmm. She also explained that, you know, she didn't go through all five steps of our five-step process. And so she did what I did back in the day when I used to have group projects in school. She took everything over. And so what happened was her results were mixed. In In some cities, she would go and she would have a full house. And in some cities where the other collaboration partner was not as robust in their support, not as intentional, not as aligned. I think she even had one event where she only had like three people show up for one of these collaboration events. The bottom line is everybody has to be all in and everybody has to be in alignment. And if we don't have that, then we're not going to have a successful collaboration. It's not going to be a collaboration. It's going to be like what I used to do back in college, which was me doing everybody's work, basically. And that's not collaboration. That's not what that's about at all. And that's not when you see the tremendous growth. That's not when you see the excellent ideas that came out of the ether as it were Mm -hmm. that's not when you see the amazing transformations that you can see absolutely and you give an example of disney corporation do you want to share about that as an example of a corporation that successfully collaborated well one thing i can say about disney is that they're As far as collaborations go, they're an example for all of us, because if I think I've had thousands of collaborations, I'm going to just say Disney's had millions. Guys, go look on your supermarket shelves, just walk through the supermarket aisles. And what you'll notice is that there is Disney branding from Clementine's in the produce section to cereals you name it, Disney is about it. If you even pick up and decide that you want to get yourself a new headset, you could get a Disney branded headset. I mean, it's limitless. One of the things though, that I realize about Disney is that they're making sure that whomever they're collaborating with, that their values are aligned, that they're having the same sort of values. So here's the thing, getting into a collaboration is, it makes sense for Disney, right? Because the fact of the matter is, look, amusement parks, they're a dime a dozen, you can find them anywhere. But when you've had a great experience at a Disney park, and then you walk into a store and there's a Disney product reminding you, of the great experience that you've had. And then you tune into your TV and there's a program that is a Disney program. Automatically, you continue to think about the great time that you've had and what's gonna happen the next time that you have to book a vacation. You're probably going to look to see if there is some Disney related thing that you can get involved with. So for them, it makes sense from a financial point of view. It also makes sense for them because they are, they're an older company. Let's face it, they're not brand new. And so with companies that have been around for a really, really long time, uh, Economics 101 guys, you're gonna find that after a while, your demographic is going to get older and older. So you have to keep, you have to stay relevant. And how are you going to do that? 
a great way to do it is through collaboration, right? Collaboration with brands that are hip and now. Collaborations with a company like Pixar that makes things that are appealing to the newer generation. I mean, I could go on and on all day long about Disney because Disney is just an amazing classical example of using collaboration, but using it in an intentional and aligned way. Because one of the things that you will not find is you're not going to find Disney branding on a product that Disney doesn't feel fits in with their values. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be important. And that goes back to Akanke, what you were talking about before, authenticity. So if you are in alignment and you are being authentic, then you are not going to welcome collaboration with something that doesn't fit with your values, even if it appears as though it could be lucrative. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think values should trump the potential for economic gain because it's the values that will sustain you through all times. So I think particularly of spiritual entrepreneurs who have businesses that are run on spiritual principles, that that is definitely more important, first and foremost, that you find someone to collaborate with whose values are aligned. I think that's really urgent, in fact, and I can see the potential for disharmony when that's not aligned. I mean, I just, I think that's the first, that's one of the first undergirds. Um, the first well, you know, we want to grow our businesses. And a lot of the people who will end up reading this book, they're going to be entrepreneurs. But I feel as though these principles will guide us through our lives in pretty much any aspect, because any kind of relationship that we're getting into, whether it's relationships with family or spouses or children, whatever it is, it's all based on collaboration. And so there is an opportunity for us to also get clear about what are our values? What do we believe? What are our non-negotiables mm -hmm. in a collaboration? Getting clear about that early is going to make a huge difference. When you ask people about reasons why they don't get involved with a collaboration one of the things that comes up is trust mm. and so getting in alignment with the idea of trusting another mm. trusting yourself yeah. and trusting that spirit's got your back yes. that is so important and that falls i believe under that pillar of alignment and then I always ask myself when I'm going into a collaboration about being all in and that's pillar three am I all in is my potential collaboration partner also all in and this requires us to start talking about being committed to the project but there's one more piece of being all in that you mightn't initially think about, and that's detachment. When I say detachment, I don't mean not caring, mm. rather, I mean caring deeply, but also not being attached to outcome, not mm. being attached to the way that spirit will bring you your mm. answers, not being attached to things having to go X before Y before Z, because Maybe Z needs to come first. You never know. And just being open to what the universe, what spirit, what life wants to bring through, I think allows for the richness mm -hmm. of what the collaboration can bring out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the things that happen surprise and delight. One of the stories that I tell in the book is about two of our Ladies Power Lunch members who they ended up forming a collaboration as real estate agents. But Spirit had decided already that their outcome was not to be real estate agents and dropped in their lap this tremendous opportunity for them to dispose of very wealthy person's estate. And so now they're not real estate agents. 
they're still in collaboration, but they're auctioneers. Wow, that's very interesting. Isn't that interesting? So being a little bit detached from outcome yeah. is really a great opportunity for us to really see how can the universe surprise and delight us today? How can that happen? It, it's, it's wonderful. There are two more pillars. Mm -hmm. uh, assignment mm -hmm. is pillar four and applications and resources is number five, but they kind of flow into each other because assignment takes into consideration what your brilliance is, what your genius is, what special talents do you bring to the table? And then Akake looking at me, what do I bring to the table? We all have things that we do amazingly. We have things that we do okay. We have things that we do under duress. And then we have some things that we just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Guess where we should be focusing our attention when we're in a collaboration? We um, should be doing the things that we're amazing at. Absolutely. All the other things should not be in our wheelhouse. So I'm great at, let's say, thinking about a collaboration that you and I have done in the past. I'm great at birthing this idea, but you're great at executing this idea. Mm -hmm. So why don't I birth it and then hand it off to you, right? Yes, that yes. could be a way of going about it. But then step, step five or pillar five, which is applications and resources, takes care of the things that you don't do well and the things that I also do not do well. Because just because we're in a collaboration together doesn't mean that we have to struggle and strain to do the things that neither of us are good at. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. It means that we need to step outside for a minute and see who else can we bring in on this? Are there applications that we can take advantage of? Is there technology that might be able to support us? How can we delegate things to maybe a virtual assistant or an intern? Or how can we outsource things? What support is available and are we taking advantage of it in the right way because the purpose of a collaboration is to make our lives easier mm -hmm. for us to grow smarter not for us to work harder and push and pull because i have this feeling akanke that divine beloved did not intend for this journey to be struggle interesting i know that there will be tests and challenges sure. and, and divine wants us to trust in the prescriptive nature of those tests and challenges in other words they're only there to strengthen us to enlighten us and to beckon us to trust in source more right because we think we're doing the thing and and things come through us but are we really doing the thing? Divine is doing the thing through us. So um, we will be tested on, on, on the merit of our trust and knowing where things really come from. You know, we can be smart and we can think we are smart on our own, you know, on our own doing, but it's really blessings that all of these things come to us. Our blessings, our gifts, our talents, our ideas, I believe are all divinely sourced even when we attribute them to a Harvard degree or this degree or this training or whatever, it's all blessings. It's all from it's the abundance of the creator, creator. So um, I appreciate that. We are never left alone and there's always guidance. And if we can lean into that and if we can learn that lesson, mm -hmm. then we will, have, we will have just the tremendous abundance. I tell people all the time, about 11 years ago, we were in an economic downturn. What that meant for me, a small town provider, is that a lot of our patients, they lost their jobs, they lost their health insurance, they were not coming in as patients. And so we went from having a reasonably robust practice to seeing fewer and fewer patients and still needing to keep the lights on, right? Still needing to pay our staff, still needing to take care of our responsibilities. So it was recommended to me that a good way to drum up business would be to go to 
networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. You've probably guessed by now that I am the overachiever. When you look up overachiever in the dictionary, you might see my picture. I'm not too sure if Marion Webster took it out, but it used to be there. <laughs> I would be at the morning networking. I'm not kidding. Like, not at all kidding, Akanke. I would be at the lunch and learn. I would be at the after hours. If it happened, I was there. I was there to the point where people would be certain I would be there. They would say, oh, yeah, Dr. Shepard, she's going to be there. It was just a given because I was really working on developing relationships with members of our community. But here's what was happening on the other end. I know a lot of people, you know, being a small town provider, you meet a lot of people. So I had a very robust Rolodex, if you will. I was able to share a lot of referrals, but all that was happening was people were just shoving business cards into my face, but there were no real, there was no real return. Like nobody was really interested in sending me the kinds of referrals. I made a lot of really, really good friends. I had a lot of after hours conversations that were very heartfelt and meaningful, but it wasn't giving me the return on investment that I thought I would have been receiving. And then one day, you know, of the women that I had been meeting over time, there were some that became friends. And one day I invited a group of us to lunch and six of us, I tell this story all the time, six of us in a Ruby Tuesday on Route 6 in Bristol, Connecticut. We just sat at the table and we started talking and everybody was just amazing. Who had a question? Somebody else at the table had an answer. People were pulling out their phones, making connections, sending referrals. The one thing that was there that I had not seen anywhere else was that alignment and that intentional behavior. People showed up. Akanke, not because they were ready to hand a business card to somebody else. People showed up because because we were existing. They didn't come necessarily to get anything. They came to be supportive. They came to be collaborative. They came with that intention. And that was the day I speak of it often. That was the day that my business turned around Mm -hmm. because we all sat there and we thought to ourselves, oh my goodness, this was amazing. Everybody at the table, problem solved. Everybody was just trying to see, okay, how else can I help you? Not because I'm expecting anything back in return, but because you exist and I can. Mm -hmm. Now, was this the birth of the ladies' power lunch or? I have to tell you, Akanke, it was because at the end of lunch, everybody was saying, oh my goodness, this was amazing. We have to do this again. Now, it had been a tremendous difficulty to get all these women together in the first place. So I said, you know what? There's Because these are all busy women, all from different kinds of businesses. I said, you know what? Let's do this. Let's just put it on the calendar. What day is it today? The third Monday of the month? Okay, we'll have it third Monday of the month, 1230 every month. If you can make it, awesome. If you can't, also awesome. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. And always you're invited to bring a friend. Mm -hmm. And we grew from the six women in a Ruby Tuesday on Route 6 to an international membership in the last eight years. Mm -hmm. And so out of what seemed to be a really desperate time for our practice has grown this sisterhood of intentional aligned women and a few men coming together to support each other and in cases where it is appropriate to collaborate with each other to grow their businesses in a smarter way. Beautiful. And I just want to let everyone know that you are the CHO, the Chief 
happiness officer of Ladies Power Lunch. Yes, and free movement for women in business who want to intentionally support each other. I'm delighted to be able to interact with Ladies Power Lunch through your Facebook group. And it is amazing. The diversity, the dynamic synergy and the dynamic talent that's available inside the group and at all the events that you have. It's, it's amazing the collaboration that's ongoing, vibrant, and dynamic. Um, I, I love it. It's just really wonderful. I want to tell people how to get your book. You can find out more about Dr. Davia's book at her website, growsmarternotharder.com. And there's a free gift for anyone who's listening. You'll get a free chapter of her book if you go to free.powertransformations.com. That's free.powertransformations. Now that's hyphenated, power-transformations.com and get a free chapter of her book. And if you want to learn more about Ladies Power Lunch, you can go to ladiespowerlunch.com. And she invites women to connect with her through Ladies Power Lunch free monthly workshops, and they are amazing, and her free Facebook group. Just do a search for Ladies Power Lunch on Facebook. And if you're woman only, men are not allowed as members, are they, Davia? We I do have some, we do have a few male men. members, but okay. I have to tell you, they are exceptional men. They're very heart-centered and absolutely intentional and aligned in their approach. Anything else that you want to share with us that we've not talked about in terms of why it's important to collaborate and the energy that it puts into the world when we do it well? I feel like we've come full circle, Akanke, because, you know, when we started talking, we we talked about the fact that we are social and we're here to each play our role in the bigger picture that is this world that we're living in. I mean, when we're thinking about collaboration, we're probably thinking about growing our businesses here, but what I would love for us all to take away from this is that we're in an auspicious time right now. We're, in my opinion, in a time when we have the opportunity to make this world into a kinder, more gentle, loving place, make created in the image that we want to see. I like to say to our members that this is not a drill. All the practice that we've had up until this point, this is our time now. It's time for us to share our gifts and our talents with the world and get that word out there that we can do this together collaboration is a message that everybody needs to get and maybe it's time for us to shift that paradigm and we've learned it over years but maybe it's time to abandon that idea of competition as the basis for any kind of growth and instead embrace the idea of collaboration for growing smarter that would be the way I think that we can change the world. Yeah. One business, one practice, one retreat at a time, one person at a time. But if we're all doing it, what a great ripple will create out into the world. Can you imagine, Akanke, if the next generation these little kids who are growing up right now, if they grew up realizing that for any kind of relationship or any kind of opportunities that they're about to get involved in, that their step one is to consult with source, mm -hmm. to ask, right? Step yeah. two, get in alignment. Step two, am I all in? Step four, who needs to do what? Let's make sure everybody's assigned in the right place. And step five, taking advantage of our resources and applications that we have available to us. What if all these little kids mm. 
learned that, what would the world be like? Collaboration for kids. That would be great. Dr. Davia, thank you so much. I really treasure you and your, your talent, your energy, your mind, your vision, and your, you, you just do so many things and you do them with such passion and with such inspiration for others. And it's all, all about collaboration. You are the collaboration queen. I bear witness to that. And it's amazing to watch you work. I wish you the best. Now your your book is coming out. Your printed launch is coming soon. Tell us about that and um, what can we expect from that? So we are launching on the 19th of July and then on the 30th of August, we're going to have a day of going beyond the bestseller where we all get together and we're going to have a day of workshops and just deeper learning on the principles of growing smarter. So I look forward, of course, Akanke, to you being there for that and to any of your listeners who might want to join us as well. And if anybody wants to get more information about that, going to our website for purchasing the book, growsmarternotharder.com also will provide you with information about our upcoming event. You know what? I keep saying we're done. We're done. <laughs> but I didn't say anything about our collaboration. You, you mentioned it, but I want to just take this opportunity to really tell people about it. The Visibility Circle is a collaboration that we are involved in together. You gave birth to the idea and passed it on to those of us who will fulfill requirements for our clients or, or the service that we're providing. And I think it's really excellent. You've brought together free people who can help entrepreneurs get visible because let's admit it you've got to be seen in order to for people to know you exist and to know the value that you offer so thank you very much for creating the visibility circle i'm responsible for helping the business owners shine on stage there's someone who's helping them develop their podcast and there's another person who's helping them publish their book. That's Elizabeth Hill, who's helping them with the publishing aspect and the person who's helping them with the podcast. Jim Williams. Jim Williams, yes. So I'm excited. Thank you so much for that. I wanted to use that as an example to show that it's possible and it feels good to collaborate with people who complement each other to serve clients and help them grow and succeed as business owners. Thank you, Davia. You're amazing. I look forward to sharing this podcast with everyone and I hope they will get your book and be a part of your launch, which is on the 19th. And I wish you all the success. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. That's it for this edition of Authentic Heart and Soul. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.